Today, we're going to deal with part seven of dressing for or dress for success. And for those of you who have been here on a regular basis over the last month and a half, then you know that we've been dealing with this sermon series. And we have dealt with the first four parts of the armor. And, you know, and, and the first pieces of, of the four is the waist being girded with truth. And the second piece of the armor is the breastplate of righteousness. The third piece is the feet being shod with the gospel of peace. And last week we dealt with the shield of faith. Today, uh, I'm going to try with the help of the Holy Ghost uh, to finish uh, or at least start in to the fifth piece today. The fifth piece being the helmet of salvation and the sixth piece being the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians chapter six, verse number 17, it instructs us to put on the whole armor of God and to take the helmet of salvation, which is the, and the helmet of salvation. And then it goes on and says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, when we begin to look at, uh, if you could go back to 14, I want to show all of the pieces, Bimi. Um, when we begin to read uh, verses 14, I think through, through 18, it says, Stand ye therefore girded, having your waist uh, with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let's go on, continue. With the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Verse number 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse number 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I think it's necessary or powerful enough to... Um, bring up again that if you notice in the first three pieces of armor, it says, it says uh, uh, you put these on. And these first three pieces of armor should be with you always. You're going to always need the truth. Why? Because lies is everywhere. You're going to always need righteousness. Why? Because to be unrighteous is to be in sin. And you're going to always need peace because Satan is going to try to do some things that's so crazy in your life uh, that in the ghetto, in the, in the theology of the ghetto theologian uh, Scarface, sometimes you're going to see some things that make it hard for you to smile. Peace is necessary. But in the other three parts of the armor, these, he says, I want you to take up. In other words, are, are, are having put on. In other words, you don't necessarily need these, but as they are called for. And so, and so he goes on and he says, uh, above all, have the shield of faith. And the reason why you have to have the shield of faith, because it's going to be everything coming at you to knock your faith. Everything coming, all these fiery darts that Satan's going to throw to you to make you say things like, I don't even know if I can continue to do this. Anybody ever been there? Been trying to walk this thing out for real and you find yourself saying things like, I don't even know if I can, if I can do this. Lord, have mercy. 
Then he comes on and he tells us now, he says, and I want you to have the breast of the helmet. I'm sorry, the helmet of salvation. I'm going to need you to have the helmet of salvation. And you're going to have to, you're going to, and if you think about it, it's the last piece that you put on, but it's not the last piece that we're going to talk about. So, so, so when a soldier suited up for battle, the helmet was the last piece of armor to go on. It was the final act of readiness in preparation for combat. The helmet, a helmet was vital for survival, protecting the brain, the command station for the rest of the body. If the head was badly damaged, the rest of the armor would be of little use. Now, this is really important right here, and I'm going to tell you something, and I want to say this. And the Holy Spirit, even when I was writing it, he was dealing with me on it, and I was like, eh, well, maybe I won't say that. Uh, but, but then when I began to read it, the Holy Spirit began to say, no, you better say that. So let me deal with you real quick. I need you to understand. I need everybody to tap in. Everybody, if you are part, listen, even if, you don't, if you're not a part of this ministry, you need to tap in. Here's the problem with the 21st century westernized church. Everybody just comes. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Nope. The problem with the 21st century westernized church is everybody just comes. So here's going to be a new rule for the Unity Worship Center, for the members of the Unity Worship Center. Starting next Sunday, bring your notebook. Bring your, your device that you can take notes on. Don't be playing Candy Crush. Have it out to take real notes. Why? Because we come to church to learn so that we won't continuously be raped and savaged by the enemy. Why is it so important that he has set eight weeks on one subject, the armor of God? Because without armor, you can get hit. And when you get hit, if you have no armor, you will die. Ain't nobody over writing this stuff up and staying up all night, you know, do two or three days of the week dealing with this stuff just so you can hear it and say, that's pretty good. No, you have to apply it. And the, and the reason, the problem is you haven't applied it. You come to church. You keep taking losses. You come to church. You keep taking losses, but you won't apply it. And you figure, well, there ain't no use to keep coming to church because it ain't helping. No, you're not helping you. I'm teaching you fervently about the armor of God. So you put it on, silly. So you put it on. And when you leave every Sunday, you got another piece of armor that you have wisdom and knowledge of. And guess what? You should not be taken out by what you've just been taught. I mean, why do we do it? Surely your bed is comfortable. You can stay in it all Sunday. You ain't got to go to work. You can sit back. You can watch what you want to watch. Why do you come if you ain't going to apply it? Pastor, you don't know me. You don't know if I apply it or not. Oh, baby, you are divinely connected to me. And I could actually sit back and tell you about all your stuff. And ain't never had a conversation with nobody about you. You shouldn't know about the shield of faith last week and then be talking about, and then your faith look rattled all week long. Make it make sense. You shouldn't talk about your feet being shod with the gospel of peace and everything's able to have you all crazy. Make it make sense. In this season, God is saying, I'm tired of y'all faking it. Tired of you playing games with me, representing me ill, make, making people think that I don't got no power, that I can't shift the game. I'm sick of you. Reprobate is on the way. Whoa. Reprobate is when it's just no use in talking to you no more. It's a rat. Dead men walking, dead men just 
God says there's too much on the line. God says, I'm, I'm saving you from your generations. I'm saving you from the faulty teaching that you had. And, and, and I'm saving you so that you can save yours. But, but it seems like, you remember in Genesis chapter 3, anybody got a physical Bible? Uh, Genesis chapter 3. Somebody just get to, uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter, I just want to show you something. I ain't even going to read you nothing. I'm, 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 Genesis chapter 6. Chapter, give, me, give me part 6. Just verse chapter 6. I don't want to be lying about it. Here we go. Now you see, in chapter 6, God says this. The Bible says, and when he seen that he had made man, and they were going to be evil continually, you ready for this? He said, I was sorry that I made them. It goes on down a little further and it goes, I repented that I made man. I had to tell my, God says, I had to tell myself, I'm sorry for doing this to you. What's up? That don't blow your mind, all right? Check this out though. Here's six. You see the beginning of the Bible, all that? So you see all those, all those pages right there? And then here's six. Y'all see it? And then since then, he destroyed the world, brought it by flood, brought it back, right? And, and, and since then, we've been doing this, all of that, in 2,000 more years. Huh. All of that in 2,000 more years of evil. And here's the catch. Here's the catch. I didn't even know we were going here today. Some of you in here think you're going to get away with it. Some of you think you're going to play this game because you can talk and finesse and trick people that you're actually tricking him. But can I just go ahead and bless you? You can save it with me too because you're not even tricking me. I'm with him. So what are you supposed to come and, oh, the, they show saying good. And, oh, the preacher, you see that suit? Oh, my God. And he be saying some stuff, don't he? What did he say? I don't know, but it be some stuff. <laughs> we done got so conditioned to being pimped. Ain't nobody pimping me. Sure they have been. Put your money in the plate, didn't you? They didn't say nothing to you about your foul living. Your posts are all over social media. They didn't say nothing to you because they ain't tripping. Just go get that money. Make sure you make it to work so you can bring that paper. That's a pimp, ain't it? Let me get back into my message for y'all think I ain't saved. Listen, here, here, I'm not even going to look around, but I want I, something. It's about, it's about seven million in here going to catch this. God has said, I'm tired of you playing with me. Watch this. And when he says me, he's also saying, and what's mine. Remember in Acts chapter 9, when, when, when they was headed to go lock up, Saul had all these papers. These, and we, you know, from the hood, you know, they was warrants. And, and, and he had warrants to go lock up anybody who was in the way, which means the way means that was in Christianity. And a light shone from heaven and it knocked his people to the side. And he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? <laughs> Now, what got me about that when I first read that in prison was he says, why are you persecuting me? Hold on, Jesus. How is he persecuting you? You're in heaven. And I'm going to tell you how he said you're persecuting me. Because when you mess with what's mine, 
when you mess with what's mine, you are persecuting me. There is a heavenly relation, a, a, a revelation that he wants released into this room right now. He says, I am tired of you playing with me and playing with what's mine. And it went to every person that was supposed to receive it. So if you're saying, is that me? The helmet was vital for survival. It was vital for protecting the, the brain. It was the command, you know, the, the, the brain being the command station for the rest of the body. If the head was badly damaged, the rest of the armor would be of little use. For believers, for believers, the battlefield often takes place in the mind. Satan will fire assaults of doubt and try to make you believe lies. When we put the helmet, when we put on the helmet of salvation, it gives us the confidence and safety during attacks from the enemy. We need, I need you to hear this, you need to protect your mind. We got to, we got to protect our minds. And, and, and the reason that that's hard for some of us is because you've always let people play with your mind. Uh, that's the problem with being thirsty. You, you just about take on anything. It ain't necessarily that you believe it. You, you ever, <laughs> she's drinking something. You ever drink something that wasn't good, but you was thirsty, so you drink it anyway, and then after you drink it, it messed up your stomach? That's kind of how it is in relational situations. Because we be thirsty, we know they lying, but we want somebody, so we take it on and we try to believe it, and then later on we find out this ain't good for us. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And I understand if I don't see, 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 see y'all see the numbers because we, you know, we've been packed out, right? You see the numbers. So you see the fight, you see the war. And I understand, I said this, didn't I? I said, I said, you're gonna see it fill up, then you're gonna see it pull back because, because God only wants the real in real places. Amen. This ain't Candyland Christianity. You gotta go to Candyland Church for that. Over here, we're going to tell you you're going to go to hell if you keep playing games with God. Lord, have mercy. When we put on the helmet of salvation, I want you to catch this. You're putting on Christ himself. Christ protects not just our heads, but our entire beings from spiritual death. To wear the helmet of salvation, catch this, means to live every day focused on eternity and, and, and the promised future we have. The helmet of salvation, watch this, should literally change the way you live because it should literally change the way you think. And when it changes the way you think, uh, it changes the way you see things. <laughs> Salvation, I need you to catch this, is more than future benefits. You know, see, see, because we were faulty taught when we, when we heard that salvation was simply, you know, that means you get to make it to heaven. And let me just go ahead and bless about 10 of you in here today. Uh, that, that doctrine of once saved, always saved, that's a lie from the pits of hell. 
It's a lie from the pits of hell. And you ought to cut off, cut off, cut off the next preacher that you hear say, because once saved, ah, oh, that ain't true. If that was the case, why would he say, be ye holy, for I am holy? If once saved, always saved, I mean that you got saved, you could do you and still be saved. The devil is a lie. If once saved, always saved was true, then why did we have to sacrifice Jesus? Kind of don't make sense. There's another revelation from the heavens. Stop commenting on everything. There's a saying that we used to rock with in prison that said, you can't get in on every. <laughs> you can't get in on every set. There's some people in the building that needs to stop commenting on everything that they see coming up. Everything don't need your stamp. And in fact, to do so is actually demonic. That's for one person in the house today. They received it. Salvation is more than future benefits. It's supposed to impact our present life. So salvation isn't just playing a part for when you die. It's actually playing a part while you live. But we need not only to receive salvation, we need to apply salvation. Lord, have mercy. Salvation redeems us. Salvation restores us. Salvation protects us. And it shields us from daily attacks from the enemy. See, see, see salvation make you what some people call act funny style. You know, when you started going to church and you just, you know, hey, I, I can't go to the club with you tonight. I'm really trying to, I need to be up for church in the morning. Uh, this guy, he's strange. I don't know where he comes from, but he happens to know when I'm doing something wrong because he talks about it. And so I'm not going to the club and then going to try to wake up and go to church in the morning. And then all of a sudden you do that and you, and, and you have a pretty good week and it kind of works out for you. And then the second time, second time the weekend comes up and, and girl, come on, come on, man, come on. You know, now, now I'm going to church. I see you, you being funny style. No, no, no. You being brand new. Yeah. Thank you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, they're a new creation. They, I've been trying. That's what I've been trying to tell you. I'm new. I'm brand new. I am. I am brand new. You're in a season, some of you, where you're going to have to tell your friends, we can't kick it no more. Because true friendship, don't ever, don't, don't ask me to play my salvation. Grown folk let loose of things that ain't good for them. That's why he says, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a, I put away childish things. Do you know that some of the things, the main thing that you need to put away uh, spiritually when you become grown is your thinking? Your whole thinking, you just need to put it away. How? I know, because Jesus said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We don't need your thinking. Take mine. Yours has failed you repeatedly. Why wouldn't you take mine? Maturity says, spiritual maturity says, I no longer care how I think. How I think has caught me up. But I want to know how he thinks because he, his thinking will lead me into all truth. See, here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Do you really want to be saved? Do you really, really want to meet Jesus, see Jesus, sit on the right? Do you really want mansions? Do you, do, do, do you really want this stuff? Or, or, or does, it just, does it just play, you know, for good, cheap entertainment on Sunday? I'm going to tell you, I'm growing exhausted. Oh, God. 
I'm, going, I'm growing exhausted giving jewels but seeing no fruit. That's why next month all y'all going to meet with me that's call yourselves members of the Unity Worship Center one-on-one. And we're going to discuss, is this church working for you? Because if it ain't, and I got a roll of fruit or fruitless roll, we got to discuss it, y'all. got to discuss it I can't pastor you when you just determined to go to hell I can't you just can't let me know with no problem you're gonna stay in sin and think you can continue to sit up under me I cannot do it I don't sleep well with it you know you heard them preachers say all I can do is give you the word and then when you leave out of here what you do with it is on you the devil is a lie if you if you are a member of this church we are divinely connected and 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 how you are using what is being fed to you how you're eating what is being fed to you it matters to me it matters it matters to me don't make no never mind if it's all full, two services a, a Sunday, and everybody going to hell. But the praise team was dope. But the preacher was cool. I promise you, you won't feel that way about me in hell. Hmm. Let me get this done. No, no, I'm going to do just what you say as you say. I need you to understand that the helmet of salvation is a defense that cannot be penetrated. That's why you got to have it on. That's why you got to have it on because it cannot be penetrated despite what the enemy throws at us. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 28, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. The the idea in this verse is that uh, as we prepare for Satan's attacks, we must grab that, uh, that helmet and buckle it on tightly. Salvation, watch this, is not limited to a one time act of the past or even a future hope. In other words, it, it isn't you, salvation didn't stop when you got saved, and, and salvation d- ain't going to stop when some of y'all get saved. It is a continual process. Now, when I'm throwing out these biblical terms and stuff like that, and you begin to feel lost, let me tell you, that's nobody's fault but your own. I'm going to tell you why. Because we got a discipleship class. We got, we got two, three Bible studies that happens. We got, we got all type of stuff that happens through the week that you, you, you can know. And then you got preachers and pastors in a building that all you got to say is, I need understanding on this because I, I, I don't eat what I don't understand. The dumbest question any of you can ask is the one that you don't. And Satan will have you. Don't, 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 don't email him. Don't text him. Don't text her. Don't email. They busy. They, they got so much going on. No, no, that's, it just makes sense. Go all the way crazy, then come tell me. Yeah, that's what I needed. Whatever. I just need you to go all the way crazy. Then come tell me so. So now we can try to work through that. Well, we could have fixed in five minutes. Now it's going to take five months. 
Because when hell snatches you, he runs. All right, let me get to this. God's salvation is ongoing. It's an eternal state that his children enjoy in the present. It's daily protection and deliverance from our sin nature and Satan's schemes. Now, let me tell you something. Your sin nature is a cold beast, ain't it? And Satan is one of the coldest enemies you've ever seen, right? Then why wouldn't you want the protection of salvation that protects you from that? Why wouldn't you? Can I talk to the single ladies in here real quick? Why y'all keep on saying y'all want a good man? Which means if you want a good man, you want a God man. But you operate ungodly. I'll wait. I want a good man. And when I get him, I'm a S-E-X him so he know what he got. I want a good man. No, what he understands is your good man understands that he's your God because you're in church every Sunday trying to come back and, you know, say all this little stuff and post all these Christian things. But you continue to do what I want you to do instead of what God wants you to do. What you tell me is I'm your God. That's why some of you can't get your dudes in church. Because they feel like all you do is go to church. Because if it was any power in the church, you wouldn't come home and continue to let me do what I do to you after church. Dude, you ain't off the hook, single cats. You ain't off the hook. I want a good woman. No, you don't. Because when you get one, you try to make her what you had out in the street. You try to make her what you see on your, your pornography TVs and all of that. You want her to do ungodlike things because she's supposed to love you. But we equate God to love. Now make that make sense. And you've tarnished the minds of so many women that they, they, they feel like they have to be a S-L-U-T just to have your attention. You don't want no good woman. Good woman call for responsibility, kingdom responsibility. You don't want no good man. That means women. That means for you to have kingdom responsibility. Sick of playing around with this mess. And I ain't even mad. I'm actually in a great mood today. I just love you. I love you. Yeah, yeah, I love you. That's the problem for me is I love you. I can't keep letting you go through it. I love you. I got to say something about it. I love you. All right. So, get this, God's salvation is ongoing, it's an ongoing eternal state that his children enjoy in the present. Guess what we get to enjoy? His protection and deliverance from our sin nature and Satan's schemes. Now catch this, because of the power of the cross, our enemy no longer has hold on us. Check it out in Romans chapter 6, verse number 10. What's it say? Uh, Romans chapter 6, verse number 10. For death, for the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. See, see, when he died, it took all power from Satan over your life. The problem is what, when it took power from Satan, we keep giving it back. Hmm. Look, look, look at Romans chapter 8, verse number 2. Romans chapter 8, verse number 2. You got that one up there, Mimi? 
For the law of the spirit of life has set you free only in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So if you are going to be free of sin, if you're going to stop being dominated by sin, if you're going to stop being a victim to what ain't right, you got to be in Jesus. Outside of Jesus, it's fair game. It's fair game. Now, let me ask a question. How many of you are tired of coming up on the wrong side of it? Just be real. You're tired of getting played. You're tired of looking stupid. You're tired of feeling stupid for, for, for the decisions that you make. Then guess what you got to do? You got to get in Christ Jesus. This ain't no hard sell. If, if you believe in God and you believe the Bible, then you got to get. And let me tell you something. I, it's going to get worse. Because <laughs> once you see, it's something about I knew I shouldn't have. You ever said that? I knew I shouldn't have. Man, don't that hurt? Cause, cause you ain't saying it cause you, you, you saying it because you have been the butt of the joke. You have been, you have been done wrong. You have been disrespected. You have been let down again and you knew it. So guess what begins to happen in that? You begin to set up a subconsciously self-loathing yourself. You don't trust yourself because you know what's right, but you'll do what's wrong. And you know the outcome. That's why, and that's why you say, I knew I because you knew the outcome. The Holy Spirit was screaming at you, it's not going to work out for your good. Remember last time you did it like this? 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says this. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says, For the word of the cross is foolishness or folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved. Now I want you to notice that word who are being, it's continual. You understand that? In other words, they don't just happen overnight. You got a whole lot of issues. You know, uh, one preacher put it like this. Uh, 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 you, you've been in your mess for 35 years, but you want me to preach you out in 15 minutes. And it's not going to happen. Right. But the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. I ain't going to be sitting up in no church where they talking like that. No, 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 no. That's the problem. They not talking like I'm talking in church. Everything is okay. How did that pastor say it uh, 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 Friday night? He says, I'm just blown away. Everybody gets to go to heaven. Nobody goes to hell. When's the last time you, let me prove it. When's the last time you seen somebody die on Facebook and you didn't see RIP? You didn't see RIP. It means rest in peace. Peace comes from who? God. Rest in God. Now, when's the last time you seen somebody die and somebody didn't say RIP? You know why? And can we just be 100 about it all? And we know everybody didn't go. Let's just be real. Everybody, everybody, now everybody didn't go. No, no, no. Do you really believe everybody went that you saw on Facebook? Everybody didn't go. Oh, God needed another angel, so he, God needed another flower for his garden, for real? You're talking about the greatest creator of all time that created everything, and you mean to tell me that God needed another flower for his garden? So, so I call me stupid if he's the greatest creator to ever create. I just think if he needed another flower, he'd create one. He wouldn't reach down into a family dynamic and snatch somebody up by getting shot six times and then say, here's my flower. But you know why we do that? Because we need a happy Jesus. And everything that's foul and everything that's wrong and everything that happens, we should call it sin. 
That's what it is. We should call it sin, but we don't. We make lies up and we lie on Jesus and we, we say that he's a, a murderer. You know, like, like he, he needed another angel, so, so he took stop it. My cousin's, my cousin's girl uh, took her life and we went to the preacher. She hung herself from a from a from a, 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 a one of those trusts in the basement, and and she and, and and her son came down and found her. And and the preacher said he said he said God was ready for her to come home, so he sent one of his heavenly angels on our horse to go down into the bowels of the earth realm and and and, and bring her back. So you mean to tell me? And I had to ask him. And you know, I asked him. I said, so hold on, I got a problem with that because my cousin read. I said, cousin, is that true? No, it's not true. And I'm I don't worry, I got him. And as soon as it was over, I said, so you mean to tell me? that God and she was so tired he was so tired of seeing her hurting he said go ahead and hang yourself and I'm going to let your son find you and oh that'll help his mental makeup all through life because I'm bringing you home to me but when it don't make sense you try to make it make sense by saying something crazy on God to make it make sense it will never make sense y'all snap I got to stop putting up with it. I promise to God, y'all giving these people power. Showing up in them churches Sunday after Sunday, knowing they're full of crap is what they are. Yes, I said it. And you empower them. You empower them. You rock with them. You got their back. You better not say nothing about them. <laughs> but then you get a preacher who's preaching the word. He think he's all that. No, what I think is I got tore up by hell while being a preacher and found out that I couldn't play with this thing. And because I love everything that's connected to me, I tell them the truth that I learned. I know, I know my church is blessed. You see, I'm in a new car. Girl, you got a job and work overtime. Shut up. I ain't got nothing to do with God. I ain't got nothing to do with God. You work and work overtime, you're going to get the stuff you want. I mean, come on. Eight, one plus one is two. Quit acting silly. You can tell that God's hand is over our ministry. Why well, can't I can tell that you got a whole bunch of people to work at Toyota? And all these other... All these other big-time companies around here that pay a whole lot of money. you got a whole lot of educated people who think they're going to educate themselves into heaven. As long as I give you the paper, I should, I, I should have a lease in heaven. The devil is a lie. I want you to catch this. I'm going to get through this real quick. We must learn to keep our helmets buckled so that his fiery missiles do not lodge in our thoughts and set us on fire. Through this helmet of salvation... We can destroy arguments, even lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. And we can take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, now, in order for the helmet to work properly, here's where I want you to dive in. We, we, we have to make sure that it's on tightly. And there are a few things that we can do to always know that our helmet of salvation is working properly. The first thing that you're going to need to do to make sure that your helmet is working properly is you're going to have to continuously renew your mind. Just because you can memorize the verse don't mean you shouldn't read the verse no more. Renew your mind. Because I promise you, if you go from today to this time next week, your mind been through the gutter. So, so, some of it you went, 
and some of it you was drugged, but you went nonetheless. You understand what I'm saying to you? And if you ain't careful and you let two weeks get through that gutter, watch this. You're going to seem a little less Christian-y. Yeah, I made that word up. Christian-y. <laughs> you got to renew your mind. Why? Because our minds, our minds is the battlefield. And the outcome of those battles determine the course of our lives. Romans 12, 1 through 2 instructs us to renew our minds by allowing the truth of God's word to wipe out anything contrary to it. Did you know that? That the word of God is supposed to wipe out anything in your mind that's contrary to the word of God. Old ideas, opinions, and worldviews must be replaced. We must allow God's truth to continually wash away the world's filth, lies, and confusion from our minds and adopt God's perspective. And I was working on this morning, and the Lord told me to do this. Everybody get your phone. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you, I, I just got a feeling you, you're not on anybody's social media site. But for those of you that, that have a, a social media site, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whichever one you frequent the most, I want you to pull your phone out. And watch this. The Lord told me to do this. This isn't me telling you to do it. So for you not to do it is not disobeying me. You're disobeying God. And that might be easy because you've been disobeying God. But, but in the house today, we will not have that disrespect. Now, what I want you to do on your, so, your site, I want you to scroll down your site slowly. And, te and, and, and here's what I want you I want to ask you some questions while you're scrolling down your site. Now, at first, I want you to watch the things that you said. And I got a question now. Can people tell I'm saved from my social media account? Don't answer that. Because I'm telling you, you say something, and I know different. I'm, I'm on one today. Can people tell that I'm saved, that I love God by my social media account? Let's take it deeper. Keep on scrolling. <laughs> Would people know that I'm saved by the people who tag me and they post? So the people who tag me and they post, if I went on their page and went, why are they tagging Kevin? The Bible says don't let your good be evil spoken of. Do you know that your good could be evil spoken of simply by somebody tagging you in something that you wasn't even a part of, you wasn't down with, but because they don't know, the first time I asked you, does your social media account let you know, let it be known that you're of God? Since they don't know that you're of God, guess what? They send you ungodly stuff. They just doing what they've been doing because it's always been this way, even though you've been going to church. Oh, it's hot in here. Now, you ready? Keep on scrolling. Have a good time. You miss Facebook. Come on, here it is. Has my old ideas, opinions, and worldviews been replaced with the mind of Christ? Now, <laughs> I, I, I talked one time. Um, I talked one time about how you got to be careful about stuff that you let your kids watch on TV. Because today they got these whole things on TV. And, you know, I told you how I, I found out, right? And, and they, got, they got these blogs where these little kids is like 15 and 16 years old. Guess what? They sit down and tell your sons and daughters how they ought to live life. They cuss game is phenomenal. You hear me? I mean, I, I, you know, and, and we're trying to figure out what. But for real, for real, we don't really trip about what they're watching because at least they out the way. 
because I'm trying to bag Bull Bay. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm talking. Do y'all hear me, man? Do, y- do you hear me, man? This is, this is not a game. This is so for real. This is how we are losing them because we've not found self. I need you to get this. <laughs> something, something else you're going you're gonna to have to do is reject. Here's, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Yeah, right, write it down. This is going to help you keep your helmet on safely. You're going to have to reject doubts that arise from circumstances. That's the one, ain't it? You've got to reject doubts that arise from circumstances. See, when my cousin died, who was my best friend, I mean, he was my whole heart. I'm talking about, you know, I mean, oh, my God. When you, you ever lost somebody that was so close to you, you can't even explain how it devastated you and it is still devastating you. I'm talking about when he died, I, and, 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 and I got down there and I saw my cousin. I mean, we had plans. This was my boy, and I sat there and I held him in my arms, and he's dead. I was crying over him, and doubt began to rise up. I mean, come on, man. You know, he was just getting back in church. Come on, man. How could you let this happen? He was getting ready to do this, and he was, I mean, it was pumped. He was, he just went, he just went to go. He said, man, I know it ain't about what you wear, but I believe in walking in church right, and, and I mean, everything, you know, and, and, and how did you Take him. Make you wonder. Things that happen sometimes make you wonder. What type of God? What type of God would do this? And it's when those questions begin to arise, you got to go, hold on, hold on. I love you, but I know you didn't even want this for me. Hold on. Let me grab hold. I, I, I got to look to the hills which cometh my help because all my help comes from the Lord. And sometimes things happen in your life that is so crazy that you can't even understand it. You can't even explain it. It still don't make no sense to you. And that's where Satan is coming in going, so why you keep serving him though? Why you keep serving? I mean, they don't, he ain't saved nobody. Every time that you pray for somebody, they still die. Why you keep serving him though? And you got to decide right in that moment. I'm going to serve him the more. Serve him the more. All right, you ready for the next one? You ready for the next one? You got to keep an eternal perspective. You got to keep an eternal perspective. The day and the moment that you begin to think worldly, it's all over. The day and the moment that you begin to think in your flesh, game over. He got you. You have to keep an eternal perspective. And some of you, here's what's crazy. You've been in a teaching church for a long time, and some might not even know what a an eternal perspective is. And this is why we're dying to teach you. This is why I don't, you know... I struggle with minister's class because I just think everybody's supposed to minister, right? And so you're all supposed to get it. You're all supposed to be weapons. You're all supposed to be somebody that can show up right in the den of hell and snatch everything that you know don't belong there. Because some things do. Some people do. Here's the motto. I ain't done, but I'm going to quit. Here's the motto. If it doesn't have eternal 
significance, it is not important. If it doesn't have, in other words, if it doesn't have anything to do with where you're going to spend your eternity, it's not important. Kevin, Kenneth, Kevin, and uh, Kenny, uh, grab those chairs, put them right here for me. We done. I, I need. Just, just put them right here. Move that podium, please. Move it out the way. Da, will you help? Will you bring some of these chairs? Just bring them down here. You, I, I don't know. Just, just stack them, stack them, and stack some behind them and behind them. Don't worry about it. I need the praise team to come and sit in these seats. The musicians too. The musicians too. Yeah. I need, if you are a leader in this church, if you are over a type of ministry, I need you to come sit in these chairs. Uh, somebody go get Norlicia. Somebody go get Jeff. Uh, not you, Kim. I don't need you trying to go back over from service. You come down here. Put some more chairs out. If you are a teacher at Children's Church, I need you to if you teach at Children's Church. Be careful coming down the steps. AJ. Meet her. Meet her right there and help make sure she comes down them steps safely. Right there. Hold on, Melinda. M- M- Madonna, you just stay right there. You're counted. You're counted. No, I need you to get down here. If you are a leader in this church, if you are on the praise team, come on, let's go. If you are in leadership here, I was dealing with this today, this morning, and the Lord said, the Lord said, keep it running, don't let it, don't stop it. Here is the deal. Here is the deal. Uh, Let me grab this real quick. I was trying to shake it. The Lord said, no, you better do it, so I'm going to do it. Everybody's sitting down here, and there's a couple. See, and I, I, and I wasn't fooling, and I wasn't fooled, and I wasn't thrown off when I saw people not being able to make it to church, and they, they didn't understand what was going on. And that's why I was asking some of the questions that I was asking. But I want you to understand this. This is what the Lord said. From this day forward, to be a part of this team, I'm going to, I'm going to need your yes. You don't just get to do this because you can. That day is over. I'm going to need your yes. And your yes exceeds this building. You don't just get to say yes because you're in this building. Open this for me, darling. You don't just get to say yes because you're in this building. Your yes is in the Walmart. Your yes is on the job site. Your yes is at the family reunion. Your yes is when you go see whoever in jail. This ministry requires your yes. And if I can't have your yes, I've got to let you go. 
I can't have your yes, I've got to let you go. If people are going to be able to come on your media sites, to do anywhere, and they see sin, they see hell, they see things that you just seem to be cool with that you shouldn't be cool with, and you can't stop that, I've got to let you go. Some of you might be saying, some of you, hey, I don't even belong to this church. Yeah, 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 but, but you get this church's money. So it matters. It matters. When I, when I pay musicians, I, what I'm saying is I believe in you. Y'all almost crucified me with the last one that I let come in here, not understanding that I was trying to do a kingdom thing. And I had to learn that just because I was trying to do a kingdom thing doesn't mean that the person was going to be kingdom. So even when I pay people to do things in this ministry, it's because I'm saying I don't just believe that you can do what you do. It's because I believe in you. And you got to pass on the strength because I knew him and his mama. You understand what I'm saying to you? If he brought you, then I trust you. From this day forward, I got to have your yes. The reason that I got to have your yes is because we got hell on every side. We got hell on every side, and we're and, and right now, and you see it, we're going 120, 130, 178. Now we're probably down to somewhere around 65 or 70. How many? 99. Press the Lord. Okay, so so you understand that there is a battle even with the attendance. The link, the weak link cannot be here. The link, he should not be able to infiltrate through here. He can't. You can't let him. You've got, this has got to mean something to you. This has got to keep you up at nights when you know it ain't right. This has got to, you know, hey, pastor, we're going to have to have a conversation because I'm just not feeling it. Something, sin's in the camp. He said this. He said this. He said, he said, listen, how long are you going to keep on crying about them? You know they went and did something they weren't supposed to do. He says this, and then he told him, he said, and until you get the sin out your camp, you will not be victorious in any war. Now, I want you to understand what that means. That don't mean just church. That means your kids. That means your best friends. That means that mean people that you hold dear to your heart. They, you, you cannot play a part in victory with them as long as you are connected to something that is contrary to God. So today, today, we are establishing, we are establishing kingdom agenda. We are establishing, I hear you, kingdom wholeness. What we are saying today is if you stay on this team, that for him you live and for him you're prepared to die. And you most definitely will die to your flesh because it most definitely won't be your flesh that keeps you out. Of Do you hear me? This isn't a calling you out. This is God saying, listen, we're on to something. Do you find it strange that when you show up and you show up, that all of a sudden kids show up and you think I'm going to let y'all set that down? The devil is a lie. Don't you find it strange that when you came in here, it was 60 people, 50 people, something like that. And now we in the hundreds on a constant basis. This ain't strange. It's because everybody here is where they're supposed to be. Now, now the level of saved, you got to up the ante. You got to up the ante because they're watching you. 
You got to up the ante because it's going to be your own protection. Why is it going to be your own protection? Because while you over here drumming for unity, the church that most of the city can't stand, though we help most of the city, they're going to hate you for it. They're going to hate everything connected to you for it. And your salvation will be what protects you from their hate. Your salvation... Your salvation will be what protects you from that hate. Ain't gonna be nothing else. How real you are in God is what's gonna keep you. Do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have your do I have your do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have your do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have your do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have your yes? Do I have do I have your yes? Your leaders are saying the world means nothing to me. He gave me the chance to walk away. So now you're going to see a difference even, and they wasn't doing, really, they wasn't doing nothing wrong. It was first time for a few things I saw, but I, I, I got a feeling that's going to be all right now. Uh, but, but, but your leaders are saying, I, I will not stay on and not be of him. And this is important because as you see them transform more into kingdom manifestation, then guess what's going to happen? It's going to show you kingdom manif manifestation, and it's going to call you out to be everything that you're supposed to be. And he's going to keep trying to kill you, Carla, because you have an influence that if you would ever let God have you, you'd save a whole side of town. And he fights you tooth and nail. He fights you tooth and nail. And you ain't safe. And you ain't been safe for years. And you know you ain't been safe. Pastor, how do I get safe? Get in him. Get in him. That's how you be around to make sure these boys be everything they're supposed to be. This is your second shot at it like it's mine. Get in him. The rest of you, call yourselves members of this ministry. That calls yourself men, mem, members of this ministry. If you ain't going to be saved, don't come back. If you ain't going to be saved, if the scriptures ain't going to mean nothing to you, don't come back. We don't keep cancer. No doctor, no physician will get in an operating room, see all the cancer, and cut all the way up to this spot and say, well, we'll just leave that. He won't do it because he understands that whatever he leaves will spread again. So if you're going to live unholy and don't think I won't know because he tells me it all, not because I'm all that, but because I shepherd this house. And you ain't going to live right. They're all over the city playing church. You can find one near you. Everybody stand to your feet. Let's get you out of here. Heavenly Father, we come here today and we thank you for all things. That's another thing, too. Stop waiting for the pastor to pray. When I begin to pray, you begin to pray. You ain't got stuff you got to pray about. You ain't got stuff you got to pray about. You ain't got stuff you got to pray about. You ain't got things going on in your life. 
Pray. Everybody prays. We shouldn't have to have a keyboard when it's time to pray to get you all prayerish. You should just be able to open your mouth and begin to pray. Let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, we come here today. There ought to be a rumbling through the room. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we come here today and we thank you, God. We thank you because you are an awesome and a faithful and a keeping and a loving God. Now, Father, as these people depart this building, oh, they're going to talk about it. They're going to Facebook about it. They're going to text about it. But, God, all I'm asking is you make them be right about it. You make them be real about it, God. And we understand if it isn't as many people here next week as it is this week, we understand that because you told us, God, that there is about to be a separation of the tear and the wheat, and the wheat will, the tear will no longer be able to grow up with the wheat so they can turn around and choke us out when we ain't watching God right now. Bless everything in this ministry to be for real, to be about your business. And we understand that we're not going to just be holy overnight. We ain't going to just be uh, uh, super saved overnight. It ain't going to just boom, bada bang, there it is. We understand that, God, but we understand that it says uh, for those of us that are being saved. In other words, God, help us to be saved today. Help us be saved tomorrow. Help us be saved in the midnight hour. Help us be saved when sin rears its ugly head. Help us to be saved when we can't make no sense out of it. Help us to be and stay saved that we might be that we might be an example in the earth realm of what the kingdom of God looks like. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the yeses. We thank you for the yeses. We, I, I don't believe that we have fake people sitting in these seats that were sitting in these seats. I, I believe that if they wouldn't with it, they would have said it. We thank you for the yeses. And we thank you for the ones that's going to show up next week because they are serious about this walk. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.